So it it has been quite some time since I recorded an episode. Uh, last June, so over a year at this point. Um, a lot has happened since then. I know at the time I was planning on buying a van and doing the van life for a while. That didn't happen. I can't remember what I last talked about, honestly, but I know I was at that stage in life when I was trying to figure out what the hell I was wanting to do with the van. Long story short, van didn't happen. I ended up moving to Minnesota in August of last year and worked and worked there for like maybe two months. Uh, I eventually got accepted into a coding boot camp. Did seven months doing that, graduated, moved back to Eugene, Oregon. So I think after a year, I finally have a little more breathing room to start doing this again. We'll see. Um, especially during the coding boot camp, it was like 12 hours a day, and I was just busy all the time. But we'll see what happens. So this episode, I talked to a friend of mine who lives in Germany. She's really cool. She has her own podcast, but it's in German, so you may not enjoy it. If you're an English speaker, you might enjoy it. I don't know. But yeah, she's real cool. Um, this is a seems like a cool episode to try to get back into recording. So see how this goes. See how much time I have. I may try to have more guests on. I think the idea of talking to other people on here is really cool and asking different questions for different people. But yeah, that's my introduction back into the world of podcasting. So I hope you enjoy this episode. So this is my podcast. Exactly. And Sam, you are the first guest on my podcast. It's a pleasure. I bet it is. <laughs> and you, you currently live in Germany. That's correct. Yes. Have you Have always you... lived in Germany? Um, most of my life. I mean, I was born here, then kind of um, moved to um, Arkansas with my family for like a year and a half, I think. And then still a very small child. We moved back here. And that's where we stayed. You don't really have like a, a German accent. That's good, I guess. I mean, I can I can produce one if you want me to. Go for it. Um, thank you for having me on your podcast, I guess. Maybe. I don't think that was very good. No, that was awful. I, I but... should have said bratwurst or something. Something very German that all touristy Germans always say. Bratwurst? Is that like a, a thing over there? <laughs> have you never heard of that? I, like... I, I know what bratwurst is. I just didn't know it was popular. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very. It's I think it's a very Frankfurt kind of thing, which is the area where I'm currently living. So I don't know. All Americans always say that when I mention I'm from Germany. Either that or um, the Third Reich, something like that, always comes up. Gotcha. <laughs> what are the rules to like making Hitler jokes in Germany? Do y'all have? Is it is that a thing? 
over there? Um, I guess you have to have the have to have cool friends that um you know don't get butt hurt over that but um i i made a really 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 bad kind of like hitler joke a, a while ago which like completely left my coworker that i told this joke to like flabbergasted and he was like oh, you did not and to this day he always like he's like i have that information about you and i will put it out there if you like take it too far one day and i was like okay well fine guess i'll stay on your good side interesting yeah i've I've always been curious about like what are like the 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 lines you don't cross over there in terms mm-hmm. hitler the yeah. Jews in general. yeah that's a good question I, I i really don't know i mean it could be the tiniest uh, babyest insinuation and people will get offended and then you'll say like the worst joke ever and people will be like oh yeah cool uh, that was funny so it's really hard to say but can i ask you a question Go for it. Would you have killed baby Hitler if you knew what we what he would have been up to growing up? Um, I actually was thinking about this the other day mm-hmm. because that's what everyone would say. Like, oh, I go back in time and I just mm-hmm. curb stomp baby Hitler. But also, like, think about it. Like, if you kill baby Hitler, mm-hmm. the events would not have taken place. So. Uh-huh you would just be some crazy guy that killed a baby. <laughs> I've never thought about it. And like you would that. you get no credit for saving millions of Jews. Uh, yeah. And you would have been like, I just saved so many people. And they would just put you in, like, in some sort of like insane asylum back then. What if that has already happened? And you like some dude who like murdered a baby. <laughs> but like he, he's forever known as the like the baby killer. Yeah. Like, what if he's like some silent hero? Wow. That's very deep. I <laughs> I, I, I kinda like that that train of thought. That yeah. is I, how on earth? I've never thought about it like that. Well that's actually such a cool such a cool thought though. Yeah. Damn. Makes it a little makes it more palatable about the thought of killing babies. Mm-hmm. Hail baby murders, I guess. For sure. <laughs> Would you kill baby Hitler? No, I think, um, first of all, not not after you just said that. I mean, I don't want to be the crazy woman who just killed a freaking probably cute baby. I've never seen a picture of baby Hitler. But Apparently, I think, was he, was he cute? I, I think he was an ugly baby from what I've heard. No, you know what? I don't know. I'd have to Google it. <laughs> um, no, I would have. I would have made sure that he maybe gets raised in the right way and tried to like teach him better. Sure. But maybe that would have just made him kill um, Americans. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says he wouldn't kill baby Hitler. He would just go back in time and like buy his paintings. Yeah. Exactly apparently he was like a very struggling artist mm-hmm. so maybe maybe there was like some jewish c- critic that just went too far or something and he was just like you know what Fuck you. <laughs> well let me show you fucking art yeah but but like there was one uh one situation when i was in america a couple years ago and i was um 
I don't know, shopping somewhere and they always want to give you like some customer card, some whatever. I was like, no, 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 I don't live here. And she's like, oh, really? Where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Germany. And she's like, no way. I have family there. And I was like, awesome. Where? And she goes, Austria. And I'm like, hmm, that's not Germany. And she's like, and she got really offended. And she was like, yeah, but it used to be. I was like, okay, Hitler. I was like, that is a weird flex. Um, she was not very happy about that. <laughs> I honestly, I'm very ignorant on the history of Austria. Mm-hmm. Did it really used to be Germany? Yeah, there's some some parts that used to be like German, but like just for a very short period of time. Mm. And it's like, it's just so weird to still refer to it as Germany. I don't know, maybe she was really proud to say she's from Germany. And I don't know, God said that I took that from her. I'm sorry, lady. <laughs> oh, well, she'll get over it. Probably. Maybe. Maybe I created another Hitler, a female one. Oh, we- maybe. We'll find out or not. That's arguably more dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, aside from killing baby Hitler, um, what else? What so like? What are the? How often do you come to America? Well, the last two years I did not go at all, which definitely sucks because I miss my family. Um, but usually. Before that, I would go at least once a year or sometimes even try to shoot for twice. Wait, how long did you live here again? Oh, just um, when I was a baby, like I think Uh a year and a half, something like that. So I have no recollection. It's just pictures that prove that I was there. Otherwise, I would have probably never believed it. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm curious, like, do Germans who learn English, is this like a typical German accent? Maybe, I no, I wouldn't say so. No, because you um, fairly American, mm-hmm. with like a little twinge of German, <laughs> a little Germanness in there. Yeah. Um. No, I don't know. Not really. Like Germans, really, most Germans have like a really strong accent, but. I think because I communicate a lot with my family over there, like for instance, my sister and I, we always send each other voice notes or I will talk to my Nana on the phone. And um, it's just, I think that's at some point you kind of start losing your accent or like, or maybe it's if you get more confident in the language, you lose your accent. I think it's probably a mixture of both. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so are there have you noticed any big differences with like German culture and American culture? Yeah. One of one of the biggest difference differences is probably that I mean you probably heard that that Germans are usually considered rude people. Um <laughs> and I think it's basically Germans are like more straightforward. Like, for instance, if you go um, shopping in America, you'll get greeted by the door. And then every now and then someone will come up to you being like, hey, how are you? How can I help you today? Well, in Germany, they say hi, but then they just leave you alone, which I prefer. I just want to, you know, mind my business, look for something I want to buy and then just pay for it. Um, Same. 
But like in Germany, they don't come up to you and go like, hey, how are you? They just say hi and that's it. And um, and I think like these kind of things sometimes are just considered rude, whether it's just we're not um, overly nice in a I don't know. I think sometimes it feels um, not real, you know, like, yeah, sure. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain, but that's that's a big difference, I think. Um yeah, I would attribute a lot of that I'm guessing mm-hmm. like I would guess in America like the reason cus- uh employees are always greeting you is cuz it's sort of like a it, I would I would like dwindle it down to like they're trying to make more money by making mm-hmm. more like connections with the customers i guess mm-hmm. but like it's more of like a incentive behind it rather than yeah. genuine kindness so that's mm-hmm. it doesn't always feel genuine sometimes mm-hmm. but i also think um it it it's some in some situations uh, this kind of like mentality um is really really cute in america because i remember one time i was shopping and i was like trying on like trying on dresses and i was just not sure about the color so i was just standing in front of the mirror and i was like oh should i take this or that and there was like a husband waiting for his wife and he was like you know what you should take this uh for like a, a family occasion and maybe this for like a dinner type situation and like i thought that was super cool that he just you know he's he saw me kind of like thinking wondering what i should do and he just jumped in and was like really really sweet about it in germany you just try to avoid eye contact as good as possible and that would have never happened in germany and so i think this um this kind of mentality or the difference in mentality is can be very sweet too interesting so so there's sort of like an introversion embedded within german culture yeah absolutely oh 100% Oh, I feel like I could jive with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind, especially um, I, I have a dog and walking a dog, you'll always meet up other dog people. And um, sometimes I'm just like literally turning around, walking a different way. So I just don't run into people that also have dogs and will start a conversation, you know? <laughs> and I, I just earlier, I was on a short run. Uh, I saw the same thing. I was running in one direction and there was a, a person that I actually know with his dog. And he was like, uh, hmm, probably don't want a conversation right now. Let me turn around and walk another way. And it's, yeah, there's definitely... I I think we're more introverted over here for sure. Interesting. And I I've always told myself like if I ever did move to a non-English speaking country, it would probably be Germany or maybe Switzerland. Yeah, go for Switzerland. <laughs> they don't y'all roughly have the same language? Uh whoa. No, <laughs> it's so different. Um, is it like I, Russian versus Ukrainian or is it like more different than that? Maybe. I think the uh, it's called like the language over there is basically called uh, Switzerdeutsch, which mm. means Swiss German. Um, but you would not understand 
a word. If somebody if somebody's talking Switzerdeutsch to you as a German, you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Did not understand one word. It's very, very different. And I think it sounds a lot harsher because they have a lot of sounds. And you hardly have that in normal, let's call it normal German. So, but I think Switzerland, I mean, it's, it's definitely more expensive. Um, but I think they just have more to offer when it comes to like the countryside. I just think it's a lot prettier over there. Yeah, I've always had that uh, assumption about it. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe the next five years I'll... I'll make a decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So, like, living in Germany basically your whole life, mm-hmm. um, do you prefer it? Mm, for a lot of reasons, yes. I would, I would say so. Um, I, I would say there's definitely moments where I'm like, hmm, I kind of want to go live in America for a little while just so I could be like closer to my family and spend more time with them. But um, just knowing, I don't know, in in Germany, you're pretty much pampered, you know, with all like insurances and these kind of things. Like for instance, if I lose my job for whatever reason, um, I'll still get paid. Like I don't have to worry um, of not having any income, not knowing how to pay my rent. Like, um, depending in what kind of situation you got, like you lost your job or your, um, depending how big your apartment is, maybe even your whole apartment will be paid for, you oh. know? So there's a big safety net that you have in Germany um, for like, a lot of situations. How long is that like an indefinite guarantee or is like a yeah. the time? Yeah, it is. It's indefinite until you find um, another job. But, of course, I think for a while, you just um, you just have to apply for jobs to, to show them you're trying to get a new job. Mm. But I think after a while, you also have to, like, go to some classes or some seminars to just prove them you're really, really trying to get mm. back into a job. But other than that, you, there's really nothing. It will just go on and on and on and on until you find a new job. Gotcha. Do you live in a city or is it more of a smaller town? No, it's a teeny tiny town. I think we have over here, we have probably around 5,000 people living in this town. Okay, gotcha. I mean, where I'm from, it was like 1,200 people. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, this is teeny tiny. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) But I was curious on like, um, what is... Do you know much about, like, the homelessness in Germany? I've always been curious about that. Um, if it's... Well, thing. see, I think it's... I think it's mm, similar to America, actually, because um, it's the same thing with bigger cities. There are more homeless people. Like, I don't think we have homeless people in my town. Um... But the hospitality towards homeless people is way different over here. Like, for from what I know in America, oftentimes they'll um, have stuff, for instance, under bridges to prevent people from camping there, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we don't have something like that over here. I mean, of course, uh, if you just set up camp somewhere at some point, the police will show up and ask you to move and maybe even direct you to like homeless shelter. Um, but it's not like it's a lot of help actually in hospitality, I think. And they're really trying a lot to get people off the street and into like a stable life again. Gotcha. That's cool. So it's pretty pretty similar to over here i mean mm-hmm. maybe a little more generous over there for sure yeah have you ever been to germany no i've only i haven't left north america mm-hmm. so i've been to canada up in the mexico but that's about mm-hmm. it. i want to though and yeah you should i i just got a had an interview today with a coding uh company mm-hmm as soon as I get a remote job, like I'm going to Europe somewhere, we'll figure it out. Oh yeah, you should definitely. That's so cool though. Yeah. It's taking some time, Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, high hopes. What's it called? So let's see here. I wish we were a little prepared. I totally forgot that we were going (laughs) to do this thing until you message me and I'm like, oh, okay um amateur <laughs> and you get some google calendar going mm-hmm. you should. so i remember we spoke a few days ago we were like mm-hmm. what are we not going to talk about and, mm-hmm. okay let's not talk about that um <laughs> but there is one thing you thought maybe would be cool to discuss yeah and that was the consumption of psychedelics. Exactly. So what's your experience with psychedelics? Um, so, so far, I've only um, taken acid, but like a few times. Um, and I don't know, I've only ever had like really, really, really great experiences. And um, I feel like it's so weird, but like whenever I had like talked about this with friends i i was always um saying i think everyone at some point in their life should try that because first of all i think you just um learn a lot about yourself or you can i think i mentioned that like oftentimes when i do acid i do end up like meditating for a long time um because i just like how your your mind basically is like or feels like so broadened and you can think about so many more things than you usually would um and i I don't know i've only always thought everybody should experience that that kind of feeling nice uh when was the last time you took it um not too long ago actually maybe a month or month and a half yeah i think a month and a half something like that did you have any like experiences or epiphanies during the trip that, that sort of still stick with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I was, I was kind of meditating a lot about um, how to put that shortly, basically about how um, I didn't have a really great childhood with my mom always had like weird, hard relationship And I was, like, um, thinking about, like, how these kind of relationships, like, um, 
shape you like literally for the rest of your life. And um, even if it's like mostly subconsciously with really small kids, um, you really give them everything they need to know about life consciously subconsciously whatever in the first few years of their lives and I was just thinking like how um, different my life would have been if it if I just grew up differently so I was thinking I was like okay so there's still these kind of weird beliefs that I have in my mind that I learned growing up like but in that moment, I was like, you know what? It's been such a long time. That's not even my reality anymore. I'm not a kid. I, I live on my own. I have like a great life going. So I was, uh, I was saying to myself, you know what? You can, you, can, you can teach yourself differently now. You can change those beliefs. And that's still something that I'm thinking about every day and that I'm working on every day. And um, I definitely seen a change in my um behavior my perception and it's it's just been really cool and I feel like I have a lot of um realizations like that over the years that I've like taken acid every now and then gotcha so why haven't you taken anything else like mushrooms no unfortunately not have you I have but I'm curious why you've only stuck to acid. Oh, because it's it's just really hard to get over here. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's like it is a struggle. I have legit like one teeny tiny um, piece of like paper with acid on it right now left mm-hmm. that I'm cherishing. I'm like, this is my precious. I got to keep this for a while till I figure out how to get more and mushrooms are really um, at least from the people that I know that I could ask are just really hard to get is that because you live in a small town or is it just Germany in general I think Germany in general because um, like the people that I like or that I buy my weed from for instance nobody lives in my town I feel like Oh, I mean, there is a few stoner kids over here that I could probably ask, but I never did. So, no, it's just the people from the bigger city, but they just can't, you know, get their hands on it. Gotcha. So weed is also illegal over there? Yep. Everything. It's like no fun. (laughs) What was that? Except for beer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I love your beer. Yeah, did you know that beer is legal over here from the day you turn 16? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beer and wine from 16 and then liquor and all these kind of things from 18. What about uh, tobacco? Also 18. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I know in the U.S., 18 used to be the legal drinking age, but I can't remember when they bumped it up to 21. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. And recently, I think three years ago or so, the, they bumped the tobacco use age to 21 as well. Damn. I oh, mean, good for them, maybe, I guess. No, it never really stopped anyone from smoking or drinking anyway. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I feel like, I, 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 obviously, I have no data to back this up, but I would mm-hmm. think that it's possible that Americans drink more recklessly mm-hmm. than Germans or maybe in other countries in general. I, mm-hmm. I have nothing like, I can't really 
say that with a straight face because I just I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. There the culture around it does seem very aggressive. Even like mm-hmm. like we uh, we have all these commercials and all this. Uh, we have we have very vivid culture around drugs. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it's more strict over here. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Like, is drink driving know. like a big problem over there? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Definitely. Do, but yeah, like our kids always get in trouble with it. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. But just like judging from my group of friends that I had growing up, I would assume it's it's just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> because I definitely remember being absolutely hammered um, way even way before 16 um, and just knowing the people that I knew grew up like I think at 21 probably around that age 2021 20, I was so used to alcohol I could easily drink like a bottle of Jack Daniels in a night and just have a small buzz you know I would not be hammered or anything. So I've, I I feel like we still have like a lot of reckless drinking over here, even probably the younger ages. And there's definitely a lot of um, accidents and all these kind of things with alcohol involved over here. Gotcha. It's maybe it's also possible that like the drinking age is higher here is because mm-hmm. there's more religious influence on the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Germany, I don't think is as religious as America. They're not as, um, how do I put that? I think there's definitely a few very religious parts in the country or like even, um, cities that are really, really religious, but they're, I don't think they get as much power as they have um, in America, from what I feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Gotcha. So, yeah, back to psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done acid how many times do you think at this point? Um, 10 to 15? Oh, wow. Ish. Something, something like that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember one time I had such a great trip that I was like, I was coming off of the trip. I was like, no, nah, fuck this, and I took another one. It was like <laughs> a whole weekend went by, oh, wow. and then I, I felt even like still high when I went to work on Monday, and I was like, wow, this this place is really fun, actually. And I was like, hmm, or not. <laughs> I think I've only done LSD three times mm-hmm. maybe I've, I've done mushrooms more which in my experience mushrooms is a lot more manageable than acid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because it i don't know acid has like a a synthetic feeling to it when mm-hmm. i but mushrooms is a bit more organic i suppose yeah so it does feel a little more manageable at least to me yeah. And um did you ever have a so-called like bad trip situation? 
You mean like every trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm I in general I'm an anxious person. Mm-hmm. And I you know how they say like don't try to control the trip. Like mm-hmm. try to just let it take over and just accept the journey that it's going to Yeah. Take. I'm always trying to force my hand on the wheel. <laughs> trying to be the tour guide yeah i'm like the backseat driver mm-hmm. but eventually i do let go but it's usually like halfway through the trip mm-hmm. so like when i'm peaking mm-hmm. um i i start to like accept it and that's when i start to have a lot of fun with it but yeah but yeah uh what's it called pretty much every i can't recall a time when i wasn't trying to control it Mm -hmm. so i've i've had i haven't had necessarily a bad trip where i'm freaking out and yelling and screaming (laughs) but i've had like uneasy trips where i'm like pacing Mm -hmm. trying to distract myself and kind of just yeah rubbing my chest a lot that's yeah nervous thing i do I had a I had a fun situation once during a trip where I was like I told my sister about this and I was like that was so cool and she's like uh this kind of sounds like a bad trip are you okay <laughs> cuz I was I remember I was in my bedroom and um it was it was sort of like sunset kind of time so my bedroom doesn't get a lot of light at that time of the day um so it was getting darker and because I was tripping and I started to have visuals, it was like, it it got really, really dark. Like, it was almost like the dark was, like, kind of, like, coming down on me and closing in on me. And then I looked at my hand and I saw, like, basically my hand decaying. Like, I saw a skin falling off of my hand, something like that. It just looked like I'm I'm literally dead and just falling apart. But, you know... <laughs> Jeez. I was <laughs> I was tripping balls and I was uh, uh, sitting there and I was like that's kind of cool you know that's kind of like how life goes like time goes by and we all get older and we at some point we die like I was trying to make sense of it <laughs> and but I thought it was really really cool and it just in that moment I kind of felt like it was a it was like a wake up call like come on get up because I was just sitting around as I was like, get up and do something with this trip and and I I remember I went on a really really cute hike um in the forest even though it got super dark at some point but um I thought that was a cool situation but I also understand like seeing your own hand falling apart somewhat that people would like freak out. Yeah, it's not always a fun time watching your hand. <laughs> oh, look at this cute little bone I got there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> under the right context, maybe like <laughs> balls. <laughs> but I, I have had like positive experiences with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some times when I would go hiking and I would microdose with mushrooms. Yeah. So I'd take like maybe, maybe half a gram. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be like the perfect amount where I I can feel the effects, but I can, I can still be in control of it. Yeah. Um, 
I like I wasn't hallucinating to a to an aggressive degree mm-hmm. but uh yeah just enough to like where you can kind of connect with nature and yeah sort of where it, it feels like you're still like you're communicating with it to a degree mm-hmm. like obviously you you can't like talk to it but there's like a it felt at the time like um like there was a communication taking place mm-hmm. but it was very subconscious very uh, uh i hate using some of these words because like it get, it got hijacked by like astrology people but <laughs> like there was a a communication through energy i guess would would be the word or the for lack of a better description mm-hmm. yeah i i remember like i usually when i decide to like do an acid trip i usually like prepare my apartment like put up pretty lights and these kind of things that kind of make the visuals even better um, but sometimes I also decide to go like on a hike early on during the trip. And um, I always think it's really so cool to just sit there and listen to the sounds or even touch the ground or touch trees. Because like you said, it's there is a weird kind of communication going on. Like you, I don't know, feel so connected to nature uh, in a way. And I remember especially one time I was walking my dog and I was in the in the forest um, behind our house and there was a lady walking towards me. And in that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Mother Earth. Like the way she was like you could tell or it, at least it felt like she was really content with herself. She had like pretty flowing hair and very loose greenish kind of clothes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's 100 percent her. I met her my life was complete and it was really really cool yeah for sure and uh I've always had a a weird philosophy regarding drugs and just indulgence in general mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast before but like I I like to consider everything as a drug and mm-hmm. That being said, like, you know, like when it, whether it's like mushrooms or cocaine or hamburgers or <laughs> your telephone or yeah. even human touch, I feel like. Oh, yeah. That's one of the strongest drugs. Mm-hmm. Feeling love. Mm-hmm. I think there's even research that says like being in love with someone can often have the same effect as doing cocaine mm-hmm. yeah oh i bet yeah for sure and because it like definitely boosts your confidence and all these kind of things oh yeah and just the the like that addictive feeling that, mm-hmm. you know um definitely so when it comes to all of these things they should all be respected and used in moderation ideally and um Whenever you can use it in moderation, all of these things can be used as tools. Mm-hmm. Whether you're doing some sort of stimulant like cocaine or a psychedelic like with mushroom or acid. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you, you need to eat to live. But obviously, if you eat too much, 
you get heart disease. Yeah. Uh, you need to communicate with people. We're social animals, but if you're mm-hmm. on your phone too much, you know, that's a whole bunch of psychological issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I always get irritated when people look only at like mushrooms or weed or any sort of thing that most people would consider a drug. Mm-hmm. And they only look down on it as not useful. Like there's nothing you can get from it. But I, I think that's a crock of shit. There's a lot you can get from it. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% sure. I, I think I've had so many epiphanies during my trips where it's just to a point like, oh my gosh, um, I'm struggling with something. I should take acid and meditate on that like really good. And then um, I find a solution. Um, but I, of course, I can't be like doing acid seven days a week. That wouldn't work. Um, so I definitely see like the moderation part. Um, with that or like literally with everything like even water is good for you you need water but if you drink like five or six liters a day you're like dead so um, yeah absolutely true speaking of which I'm going to drink something real quick have fun Um, yeah I've had a lot of I don't know if I guess life changing would be the way to describe it when it, mm-hmm. when it comes to certain drugs that I've done. Um, I've had a, a lot of these like ego checking moments, especially mm-hmm. mushrooms where like, I remember this one time I was on it and I was outside and I was looking at the trees. But then I started thinking about like how narcissistic I can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or how narcissistic everyone can be. And mm-hmm. sometimes maybe I tr- like I make it kind of like maybe what I'm doing right now is like maybe I'm trying to use a certain set of words to impress somebody. You know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. is that my ego or is it, or am I just trying to be a, as concise as possible to not confuse anyone? But like just things like that, like like little things you do every day that like why why do you do it this way? Is it because you have an ego and you're trying to stroke it, mm-hmm. or is there something else going on? But yeah, it just sometimes it puts you in check. Like it mm-hmm. it forces you to consider certain behaviors and question what the motive behind it is and I think that's super important yeah absolutely and I think self check-ins or like ego check-ins every now and then even like without um being lucky to be on a trip (laughs) um but I think are super super important like sometimes even and I think I'm reflecting a lot of why I do something and in what way am I doing this and where is this coming from? Like there's a lot of um, reflection that I'm doing on myself. Even sometimes I'll, I'll realize after a situation, basically I can feel like, okay, whoa, why this did not feel very genuine. Like, why did I do this? And, um, and I think 
I learned, for instance, a couple of years ago, I had such a hard time apologizing if I was wrong. Like I knew fucking dead as I'm wrong. <laughs> but I could not open my mouth and be like, hey, sorry, that was not cool. And now I think that's such an easy thing for me to do. Um, because I'm never wrong. <laughs> but um, no, I think... That also, at some point, definitely came from me meditating um, while I was trying to figure things out, while I was tripping. And I just, I don't know. I feel like, like you said, these check-ins are needed sometimes and um, absolutely change your life in some way, mostly for the better, I would say. Yeah. And I'm sure there are, I don't, like, I'm never going to, attempt it but like i'm sure there's people who've taken like maybe like 10 grams of mushrooms at once to like where it does the absolute reverse where i've always been afraid like how much would i have to take to like short some circuit in my head Mm -hmm. where i can't reverse it you know like what Mm -hmm. if i just have this mental break that is permanent and like i'm like a vegetable or something (laughs) see i was reading up on that study um where they tested um acid and i think other psychedelics in um in situations where people like for instance for anxiety they tried to um they did a study on that and i think they even did it for like years and years and years on end because they never really did the study in a way that you're supposed to like you know um always do like the same amount and i don't know they fucked up in a lot of ways but they also said uh, during those studies even with really 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 high amounts of a psychedelic drug um they did not see any damages to the brain whatsoever um but that was specifically on acid. So I don't know. I would think with mushrooms being the organic um, ch- choice, I guess, um, that that is probably even, um, there's probably lesser of a chance to, like, you know, become a vegetable. Interesting. With the amount you're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would need to read that study. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, imagine you're someone with schizophrenia mm-hmm. and you do something like acid. Mm-hmm. Or even even just weed or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see that panning out well. No, and I, I can speak from sort of from experience because my brother actually suffers from schizophrenia every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like it's if he's um on his medication and he's taking it regularly, he's fine. But the the problem with mental illnesses often is that you you're doing fine because you're on your meds and then you're like, whoa, I'm good now. I don't have to take them anymore. So you stop taking them. And um it definitely always got worse with him when he was not on his medication. And then I mean he, he used to like to smoke weed a lot. And it always got a lot worse with that. Um, so I, I, yeah, definitely do not see that working out very well with these kind of um, problems or illnesses. But I think they said, especially with alcoholism, is that that they had like great um, um, experiences actually during that study 
um, anxiety and something else that I forgot now, they did not have that great experiences with, which probably you can attest to. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's, that's most of my experiences on psychedelics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had some crazy trips as well where like on acid, I remember I was on my friend's couch and I just sort of turned into an ice cream cone where like I just kinda, <laughs> I melted into the couch. It was a weird, insane feeling. Mm-hmm. I would like put my hand on the wall and my hand would turn into the wall. Mm-hmm. Just blend in with it. But those are fun too. Like those experiences are just fun. Like just sheer recreation of just mm-hmm. tripping balls yeah (laughs) well i never turned into an ice cream cone but that does sound fun um (laughs) what kind of flavor would you be if you were an ice cream cone i would probably be neapolitan really yeah that's so boring (laughs) but it's like three different flavors i know but like the most basic ones I mean, I don't want to speak. I would have probably said mint chocolate chip or something. (laughs) But I would say I am three flavors, but the basic ones. Like Mm -hmm. life. I'm a basic bro. (laughs) But I have a variety of personalities. Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was was it. (laughs) You know, I think one like not even speaking on something super cool like oh I had the best epiphanies or experiences yada 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 while I'm on a psychedelic drug but you know one thing that I'm always craving and um, missing when I'm when I haven't had like a trip in a while is like the way you can listen to music while you're an acid because I feel like we listen to a song and even if it's our like most favorite song, um, we love everything about it. Listening to music on acid, I feel like you, it, it gets so multidimensional that I don't know. It's so weird. I feel like every second of a song is basically filled with a whole universe of experiences emotions stories people it's so weird to explain but i feel like a three-minute song can absolutely feel like an hour um (laughs) because so much happens and i and i always miss that kind of feeling listening to music when i'm like sober (laughs) it's funny that because uh are you familiar with inya Mm -hmm. yeah there's a song she has called orinoco flow okay i don't know that one i was on acid when I heard it for the first time mm-hmm. and it was the course was in my head all night. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, it honestly, it, it kind of ruined the song for a hot second. But over time, when I came back to it, I was like, wow, this, this song is fantastic. Um, uh-huh. But I remember it was like on a loop in my head, like after I heard it, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of stuck with me. But I had a mixed experience with it. Yeah, I bet. 
I bet there's it's it's funny though because I have like sort of like a playlist of songs that I always listen to when I'm when I'm on a trip because they they just give me such a great feeling and um and I remember listening it listening to one of the songs with my boyfriend while we were on acid and he was like whoa can we listen to this again I was like yeah sure because that especially is a song I don't even remember the name right now um but Oh, I do remember the name, but it's French, and I really do not want to pro- like try tr- even try to say it. But that really, that song really makes me feel like I'm in like the freaking universe, experiencing a bazillion other universes during probably the three or five minutes. I don't know how long the song is, <laughs> and I just think it's just I don't know the best feeling in the world. <laughs> Yeah, if you ever get a chance, I would recommend you try Molly. I I went to. Um, one time I almost did, but then decided to go with acid, actually. Like, why Molly, though? Like, Because, well, speaking from... Speaking from someone who has, a, like, a general anxiety in everyday life... Um, Molly operates in a way that diminishes your anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's just all blissful happiness. And the experiences that I had on Molly prolonged after I was off of it for months to come. Ooh. And, but when I was on it, you know, like I was having this moment where I was thinking about all the times I've been wronged mm-hmm. or the times that I've wronged someone else. And, but all was forgiven. Like mm-hmm. I forgave the people who I felt wronged me. I forgave myself for when I felt that I wronged someone. Uh-huh. And it was just this great moment where you suddenly have the ability to reach into your heart and actually love unconditionally yeah damn and it was a profound experience and i highly recommend it but again it's one of those things where this isn't something you want to take every weekend Mm -hmm. because there is a backlash effect where there's this term i'm i heard of called suicide tuesday (laughs) <laughs> yeah where it's, about that it's more well. aggressive than what it is where basically mm-hmm. if you people party with molly on the weekends mm-hmm. on tuesday their serotonin is just drained because mm-hmm. the molly just made its own artificially but like it made it harder for your own body to produce it naturally and mm. so people have this tendency to be very sad once they're yeah for like a day or two and i i personally didn't have that feeling but i know of people who did and it mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a fun time but that's why it's one of those things like you you, you gotta respect yeah. it you know it's a very powerful drug so mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're doing it responsibly oh absolutely i feel like it's um i definitely had experiences with lsd that were like that 
Like I remember specifically one time I was taking it with my best friend and we were having a blast. Everything was fine. But after a few hours, um, I, I felt like I was slowly coming off of the trip and gosh, I felt like I would never be happy again. It was so bad. Like legit my friend looked at me and she's like I've never seen you like this are you okay do we need to call someone and it really felt like everything was lost like there was no hope for nothing and it was so weird um I don't always have it like this bad but there's been times with with LSD where it's been this this hard to come off of the trip but um this is also like you said definitely why you have to treat it responsibly and and I put a lot of thought into when I'm doing my next trip and and I'm preparing basically the full day preparing mentally I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this tomorrow I'll I'm gonna be a little bit more sad um and then I was uh, during the night and and always try to basically prepare as good as I can for these emotions that are gonna be there and it's interesting how you explain it because I always thought it just feels like you're a lot um, sadder, I guess. Um, but I always explain to me it to me like that is like you're on a complete high during the night. You're euphoric. Everything is great, great, great. And then you go back to the normal, basically sober state. And then everything just feels sad compared to what you just experienced. But I've never, I, I didn't know that it's basically your body um, or like your serotonin being like just drained. Yeah, especially with a drug that like can do it on its own or mm-hmm. like producing it for you. So there's like a, I read this book by Yuval Harari called Homo Deus, but he talks about how like there's like, there's varieties in people's biology were like maybe you as a person without the mm-hmm. help of drugs maybe you can have like a, a happiness meter that is like on a scale from like four to seven so like maybe on a very low day you could be a four but maybe it'd be very hard for you to get under four like you have a good base for happiness but but also possibly your happiest could only hit a seven like Mm. just naturally so like sometimes you do need the help of certain drugs to get you past a seven and um but everyone has a different base and a different cap level Mm -hmm. so like i i feel like i don't know if i've ever been above an eight in happiness which isn't a bad thing. Like a seven is pretty good, I would feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you know, it's not a, it's not a nine, it's not a ten. But on Molly, I was able to achieve like a full ten. Mm-hmm. The experience, like what that feels, it's probably like a, a twelve, honestly. Mm-hmm. But but it is interesting how like the way our biology is set up we're all destined to have different experiences on these drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is quite interesting. 
That kind of makes me sad. I want to have a 10 just on a normal day. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't want to nice. just get a 7. I mean, maybe. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think your, your cap is? Do you think you're like a, a typical 6 or a 7? Or hmm. maybe, That's uh, a good question. I, um, I feel like... Oh, that's that's a really good question. I feel like I have a very most of the times I have a very optimistic um, outlook on everything. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I think the more important question would be like, what would be your starting point? Like your base? Like, mm-hmm. what's your list you could probably achieve? Mm. What's like the saddest you can remember being? Oh, good Lord. I would. Um... And I'm sure it varies as you age. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. things are more traumatic when you're a kid. So <laughs> yeah. you're going to have more traumatic experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. That's, I don't know. I don't know, even know where to put, to put like the saddest I've ever been. Yeah. Um, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Yeah, really hard to answer. For me, I I don't know if I feel like I'm on a very stoic level of mm-hmm. sadness where I've I've never been like completely sad before where mm-hmm. I'm in the dumps depressed. But that being said, I've also never been truly happy. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, that's not great either. Yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm at a good like middle ground where like everything's kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's like not good or bad. It's just it's just neutral. And I guess that's that's a manageable level to have. Yeah, absolutely. That is interesting because, like, um, obviously not knowing you super, super well, um, I would have, I, I would have thought you're more on like the the happy kind of side. I wouldn't, I would have, would have not thought that you're more like a neutral, happy person, because from what it just seems like you, um, you you go out a lot or like you try to try to go out and experience um, nature and all these kind of things. And I always think nature just always boosts my happiness. Like uh, there's a, there's a thing called like forest bathing. I don't know if you've heard about that or if it's like the same thing over there. Probably. Is it like just immersing yourself in nature? Yeah, exactly. Like basically going into a forest and just laying down on the ground and just being for a little while and you'll definitely feel a lot better. And um, yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, I would have I would have thought um, (laughs) (laughs) you you were more on that happy, happy end of the scale. (laughs) When well, let's put it this way: like I am at my highest, mm-hmm. which is which could be a seven, arguably. Yeah. Uh, I'm at my highest when I am doing the things I like, such as like I do. I, I guess I would call it forest bathing. What I do, like most mm-hmm. when I go hiking, it's not really to make it to the top. It's really just to chill and just be amongst the trees. 
Mm-hmm. And I am always in a good mood when mm-hmm. I'm doing that. So I guess I maybe I, it's possible I can spend more time on the happy spectrum, on the happy end of my spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's still like maybe a six or a seven. But, but with Molly, you know, or with any sort of, I guess, pharmaceutical, like, that's probably the best argument for certain pharmaceuticals. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you can't achieve a higher level without it, because mm-hmm. your biology just isn't going to let you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Some people naturally are more happier. Some people are naturally just sadder. And uh, mm-hmm pills that do help people to um, help manage that spectrum more but yeah 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 absolutely and even if it doesn't even necessarily have to be like um i don't know antidepressants or whatever but for instance a friend of mine he did not know but he had like a problem with his uh, thyroid like there was an imbalance and um he started like they kind of figured this out like he went to different doctors and tried to find out why he's always so sad and depressed and then they kind of find find out that he had this kind of imbalance and he got like medication to balance it out and get him more on like an even level and he said like it was legit almost like i'm on drugs that's what normal felt to him Um, after just being depressed from basically the chemistry in his body being off. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, that's gotta be a crazy feeling. Like, wow, this is what most people feel. (laughs) Right. This is, this is what normal feels like. Not, uh, wanting to die every day. That's kind (laughs) of weird. It's almost like people (laughs) seeing colors for the first time. They're like, okay, wait, that's normal. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if that, like that feeling that he got if that actually even boosted his serotonin more because like Mm -hmm. he he found a new base or a new cap Mm -hmm. and it like freaked him out a bit so like triggered even more chemicals to be released Mm. yeah It, it absolutely could be it would make sense but yeah, drugs are a hell of a thing. Yep. In all aspects. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it looks like we, we've done over an hour at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. I, don't <laughs> I know just how, saw that too. What, what time is it where you're at? It's 9.19, 9.20. Oh, gotcha. It's mm-hmm. over here, so it's like lunchtime. Mm-hmm. But... This might be a good stopping point. I uh, mm-hmm. know how long we were going to go, but an hour seems pretty appropriate. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. We had some good topics in. Um, yeah, this was fun. Uh, we should try to make it a more regular thing. I would absolutely be up to that, for sure. I really enjoyed being on your pod. I mean, as soon as you learn German, you can come on mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to get back into I was actually learning Germany I don't know if I told you that or learning German no you didn't at, at one point because 
how I mentioned, like, if I did move anywhere that mm-hmm. would speak English, it would probably be Germany or maybe Switzerland. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe a year ago, I was actually learning Germany. So I can say shit like, uh, ich bin John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. what's another one? That's the main one I can remember. Like, ich bin, like my name yeah. or I'm John or something like that. Oh, yeah, I think you would use it as like my name is, but roughly translated it's I am. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a hard German. Uh, it's a hard it's a hard language to learn, especially coming from English because like just for the word the we have like three different ones. So, um it's just I think it's a lot harder than other languages. But you should absolutely give it a try, and if you need lessons, you can you can always just text me. Um, but yeah, I would love to love to do that again. So you can just let me know. Yeah, whenever we'll, you're ready, we'll be more prepared next time. I would say <laughs> I was prepared. I mean, uh, I feel like it. <laughs> I I mean, like I would I would think on this one we probably covered three topics. I would say. So like, mm-hmm. maybe next time we can have like, let's try to get these three things to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will prepare me to have better questions and yada, yada. Absolutely. I liked your questions. You were, um, I think you were well prepared for being like preparing for like three minutes or <laughs> did you, did you actually thought about the questions another day before you forgot we we're doing this? I completely forgot about all <laughs> I, mean, shit. <laughs> I remember that the best psychedelics and I was like, mm-hmm. okay. But I didn't prepare anything. I was like, all right, I have some experience, so maybe I'll just I'll just ask whatever comes to mind. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. Cool beans. I got a movie to go watch in a like thirty minutes. All right. <laughs> you enjoy your movie. I'm trying to tame this weird cat in the background who hopefully wasn't too loud the last couple of minutes. No, I didn't. I didn't hear the cat. <laughs> I'm going awesome. to say goodbye in German. I believe I might okay, be. Okay, wa- let's hear it. Tschüss. <laughs> Tschüss. Uh, is that goodbye? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I you remember. said that right. I want to get the enunciation proper too, so that's another thing I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like an American doing German. I want to sound German. You, uh, you'll you nail it, I'm pretty sure. Perfect. I have high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right. I will Talk see to you soon. <laughs> Later.